Are you a clinician in primary care who wishes there were better resources to help you understand how to navigate the concept of triage in modern general practice? We'll boost your triage skills with our dynamic five-session live webinar course tailored for primary care clinicians. Led by myself and Dr. Ed Pooley from Difficult Conversations, this comprehensive training covers all facets of remote patient triage, whether that be digital, on-call, or other opportunities. Through this course, you'll gain practical knowledge, exclusive hints and tips, and direct access to myself and Ed through open Q&A sessions of the course. Elevate your ability to manage primary care challenges effectively and confidently, and most importantly, safely. Register now to transform your triage approach at bit.ly slash GP triage course for GP in capitals. We will definitely catch you then. Do you want to streamline your medication review process? Well, there's a handy little tool in System 1 that can basically make that so much easier for you. And in this episode, I'm going to show you how you can activate that and also use it effectively and maybe even share that information with patients to make their lives a little bit easier as well. We're talking about action group descriptions. I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. Hey GP learners, Dr. Gandalf here and in this episode we're talking about action group descriptions. This is a function in System 1 that allows you to put various pieces of information with the repeat medications that your patient may be taking as part of their healthcare needs and basically meaning that that information is easy to access, hopefully streamlines your prescription review process and even share that with them. If you do find this useful, definitely leave us a like down below, share it with all your other team members in the practice because they will love to know this and it will require a little bit of setup time, so make sure you watch this whole screen share part in detail. Let's get to it, shall we begin? So to show you how action group descriptions work, let's have a look at the repeat medications for Minnie Mouse, our test patient. As you can see, Minnie Mouse has already prescribed several medications, of which two of them are amlodipine and ramipril used for blood pressure. Amlodipine, as you can see, already has some additional information added to it, which is the systolic and the diastolic blood pressure readings, which I've added in today. You can also see for Ramipril, I've also added the EGFR, which is often used for monitoring of the medication. And again, that result has been added today. Important to remember, test patients don't actually have real results, so I've had to add these on. If your patient doesn't have any results, then you won't have anything come through once you've completed the action group description. You can add multiple different types of results for whichever action group you want to use. So, for example, the systolic and the diastolic blood pressure, you do have to add each of those individually. You can clearly add these as well to Ramipril as well if you want to, because that is information you probably want to know. And there are various other types of results you can add to medications. By having these here, this hopefully makes your review process of the medications a lot easier because you're not having to switch from different box to different box to check if the patient has had a recent blood pressure, blood test, other kind of metrics, whatever's relevant for that particular medication's monitoring. So the key question is, how do you add them? Well, basically, the quickest way of doing this is if you go to the bottom left-hand search box and type in action. When you do so, you get various different types of action things come up. Look for the action group description. It's top on mine because I've used it before and click on it. Then you get this massive list of different types of action groups that medications are split into. A part of the challenge is you may be looking to do this with a particular medication and you're not sure which action group it's already in. Don't worry. Simply type in the filter for drug box the medication you want to look for. So let's go for metformin. Now I'm going to use the 500 milligram version just because that makes life easier. Click OK. 
And as you can see, it's showing me that metformin is in the action group by guanides. You can already see there's some pre-filled information because I've already done this for our practice, but the stuff you can add in is either clinical indication, patient-friendly text, the relevant numerics, and then the date that you've done it and who it's amended by. So how do you add this information? Very simply, right-click on the version. Important to note, if you've got multiple action groups, you may need to do this for each one, depending on the reason for that medication being used. So on this window, as you can see, it's got various different types of metformins that could be prescribed and worth checking to make sure that the medication you want is in there. Mine obviously is. And you can either add the clinical indication or you can add in patient-friendly text. This is information the patient would see if you allow that to come off. These copy boxes basically allow you to copy from the other box. I'm going to remove that for now. The key part that you need to look at is the relevant numerics. Now, as you can see, I've already got the HbA1c target level added in for my practice. I'm going to remove that. And this is what you would do if you've either got the wrong one in or if you need to adjust them to add it back in or to add the relevant one, simply click on add. And this brings up another box with loads of various options. Now, you could go searching, but that takes ages. So thankfully, there's a search box. If you type in HbA1c, you can see it brings it down to just the relevant readings. This is where you will need to know which version of this your practice uses. For most people, for example, for HbA1c, it should be this HbA1c target level IFCC standardized one. If you're not sure, have a look in the patient records for a result you've already got and just check the code so you've got the right version. Click OK. And as you can see, it's been now added. Click OK again, and you're done. That's it. To see it in action, let's go back to Minnie Mouse and let's prescribe Minnie Mouse metformin. I'm going to give her 500 milligrams, select that, and use our formerly version for our local CCG. Yep, it tells me that she hasn't had a creatinine in a while. Well, we know that already, and click OK. And as you can see, it's now added metformin for the reason of diabetes and HbA1c target level last done on the 23rd of May 2018. Wow, that needs updating. And that's how you add information to the repeat templates to make basically the whole medication review process a lot easier. If you want this information to come on the patient's prescription, either for information on their actual medications or on the counterfoil, there is an extra step you need to do. You can go through the various menus at the top to find it, but the easiest way to do it is simply type prescription printing again in the search box and click enter. This brings up the prescription printing settings, as you can see here. Go to organization settings and click on prescription printing. If you select the box that says print action group descriptions for each prescribed item, this will print off the action group descriptions for each prescribed item. Kind of says it in on, the, on the tin. Important to note, that information you add for the patient-friendly text needs to be short. If it's really long, they're probably not going to read it, and the pharmacists are not going to be happy with you either. Additionally, you can also print this information on the counterfoil for the patients. I've not selected this purely and simply because we're not really printing off many counterfoils anymore, and the pharmacies themselves don't tend to share these with the patients, so it's probably less effective. That's because of electronic prescribing and electronic repeat dispensing as well. So that is how you can use action group descriptions to basically make your whole prescription review process a little bit easier and also share that information with patients to make their lives a little bit easier. If you want more System 1 user tips, then definitely check out this playlist right here that's coming up right now that has all my content about the various different hacks and stuff for using System 1. Alternately, I'm sure YouTube is showing you another video right here that you may want to have a look at. And as always, we're here to help tech enhance your primary care and learning. 
Catch you in the next episode. Oh, hello there, EGP Learner. I'm Dr. Gandalf, and I often get asked, what kind of resources do you have to try and help those using EMIS? Because you tend to do a lot more stuff for System 1. And often I've really struggled to answer that question because, let's be honest, I don't use EMIS on a regular basis. So therefore, trying to help EMIS users is a little bit more difficult for myself. And that really made me feel, well, not great. So I kind of did something to try and help all those EMIS users out there. I went and had a chat with one of my colleagues, Dr. Mike from GP on the Move, and him and I have created a course that you can use to help you use EMIS so much better. That's right, if you use EMIS, but you want to use it so much better, so much quicker, and in such a way that means you go home sooner, then check out our EMIS for Clinicians course. It's an online course that takes you through all the tips and tricks that Dr. Mike knows to try and basically mean you can go home quicker. That'd be a cool thing, wouldn't it? And guess what? It's currently on offer. So if you want to take advantage of this introductory offer and get access to it now, look at the links down below and check it out. Additionally, if you're a practice, network or wide area that wants more opportunity to use it, send me an email, egplearning at gmail.com. Let's see if we can help you out. And as I like to say, to tech enhance your primary care and learning. Shall we get back to it? Oh, and if you wanted one for System 1 users, well, you know I've got you covered, haven't I? Check out the Learn System 1 for Clinicians course, bit.ly slash tpp s1 course.